The Bayside Report. Welcome, everybody, from the live studio, the new studio, the Bayside Studio. We're working on the name, but anyways, welcome. It's Saturday, May 6th. It's a sunny, beautiful morning here in Pinellas County, Florida. I wouldn't want to be anywhere fucking else, that's for sure. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Just a quick update. I know I've been off the radar for about three or four weeks. The last content you got from us was Avionics, the book readings, part one and two. I was going to dive into it this morning. I don't think I'm going to do a full dive in because there's a lot to dive in about those episodes. But if you haven't listened yet, it's episodes 25 and 26. It's my senior project from high school. I turned this book in to teachers and it's very inappropriate. The references are very out of touch. Well, fuck it. You know what? Let's just dive into it. Why not? What, what the fuck? We're already, we're already here. We'll dive into it. I was going to talk about Cinco de Mayo and midget wrestling, but I, you know, I think you get the point. Cinco de Mayo. I hope you all had a good Cinco de Mayo. We'll leave it at that. The book. The book. Avionics, a memoir. Okay. Holy shit. I'm, it, it goes far back. So basically junior year is when my desire to be a pilot all started. I wanted to be a pilot for a point in my life, but not really, just for a little bit. Just from junior to senior year, I wanted to be a pilot. And then a little bit in the college when I realized I wasn't made to be a pilot. Before that, I wanted to be, you know, what I'm doing now, I wanted to write comedy. I wanted to write movies, screenplays, uh, stand-up. I did stand-up when I was 15. You know, that, that's what, what I'm really doing now is what I wanted to do when I was 15. But my dad works for their, worked for the airlines, U.S. Airways, mechanic, turned into American Airlines, mechanic for 40 years, fucking savage, best mechanic, he fixes anything. Any car work? No. Need, need a deed? No. We don't need a shop. No. It, it, take it down to the garage hole. He could do whatever the fuck you want to do. Master mechanic. My grandfather, who the book was actually dedicated to, if you caught in the beginning, this is a fictional memoir dedicated to my grandfather, rest in peace to grandpa. He was a dispatcher for U.S. Airways for 40-plus years. He's also a fucking savage. One of the sharpest dudes I ever knew. Smart as a fucking whip. Classy as a motherfucker. Great guy. Rest in peace. So that's who the book was dedicated to, but that was also my influence from junior to senior year to be a pilot. Sorry, that was a lot. (laughs) Anyways... Had this colonel come to our high school, Bill Pinter. Bill Pinter was this classy dude, you know, slick back, white hair. He looked about maybe in his 50s. He's straight out of a fucking movie. So he came in and he ran the Community College of Beaver County Aviation Academy. It was a half a day program where juniors and seniors would leave school around 12 o'clock. You drive up to an airport in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, and you do primarily you start off with ground school, but To your own discretion, you can go and sign up with one of the separate flight academies and have a flight lesson. So, this motherfucker puts up $150,000 annual salary on the screen. Now, I'm 16, 17 years old. I didn't know. I said, oh, being a pilot? Sick. Must not be bad. All my family worked in in aviation. I'm a shoo-in. Once I saw that $150,000 a year number, I signed up for the next year, for senior year. This was when I was a junior. Now, when I was a junior, I, was a little, I degenerated a little bit. You know, I just smoked weed and fucked around. I was a, I was a class clown, heavy class, uh, heavy class clown 
like I said, wrote comedy. Big comedy writer. This is where shit, <laughs> this is where shit kind of fucked up. But also there's a silver lining. At least we got a cool book out of it. So, Cinder Project is coming up. I'm also in the Aviation Academy, but I still have my creative fire. So what am I going to do for my senior project? Now, this is something where you usually, you know, you donate to a food shelter. You volunteer at a, a, a home, an old person home. You volunteer at a hospital. You, whatever. You, you build something. You could, some people built cars, which what the fuck? You're going to build a car? I, I don't know. That, that seemed like a lot. Just go donate to a humane society or walk dogs for, for 50 hours. But there was a creative field where you could write books, you could paint pic, you could paint a mural in the town, whatever. So I took it in my own hands to write a book because I like to write. I was influenced by a few things at this time period in my life. Uh, Flight with Denzel Washington. Flight with Denzel Washington and also Jordan Belfort. Not the Wolf of Wall Street movies, but... The books. They he wrote two books which go way in way in more depth and detail of his actual dealings. And it's written in first person. So that's why Avionics is written in first person. Because I saw the Jordan Belfort thing and you know, there were off, often side thoughts. Goran Townsend had often side thoughts. So that was kind of the gist of that was from Wolf of Wall Street. Also, Denzel Washington was a fucking degenerate pilot in flight. So, I made him a degenerate pilot for Wolf of Wall Street workers. So, it was a perfect mix of flight in the Wolf of Wall Street. And I think Hollywood should pay a fucking attention and maybe take up that idea. So, the book is just a little out of touch. The drug references. He did seven lines and three Xanax. I mean, that's... That's pretty much a death sentence, I would think, or a heart attack. One of the two. He drank eight Budweiser's and did two lines before he flew his pilot to Los Angeles cross country. He also did, oh my God, the um, in the club, 10 shots and three Percocets. 10 shots and three Percocets, but he also did four lines of Coke. No, sorry, seven lines of Coke before that and three Xanax. I mean... That's death. And they were drinking Sky Vodka. That's how out of touch I was as a 17-year-old. They were drinking Sky Vodka, taking shots of Sky Vodka in just some random club with Dave Franco. Dave Franco was in the book drinking with these Wolf of Wall Street guys and their pilots who were coke addicts, who had the cocaine ants in their pants. They ran a half mile in 45 seconds to a minute. That was written in the book. And I remember I went back and listened to it. And it went right over my head live, but that's an insane line. Just what the fuck was that? So then you could tell during, you can tell like once they're getting ready to leave LA, then I'm starting to rush it. I just want to rush it and get it done with. So when they're getting ready to leave LA, the plane crashes in the Rockies. (laughs) And it doesn't even detail, like I could have really taken that shit far. But when they crash in the Rockies, only the main character, the pilot, survives in one of the one of the Wall Street guys. The Wall Street guy is apparently an outdoorsman, and he killed a grizzly or no, he killed an elk with a knife, and they hunted rats in the Rocky Mountains. Once again, folks, I don't know where the fuck that came from. What the 
what I was thinking. That was clearly, I wrote a lot of the book drunk, and that's what my good buddy Scooch, thank you, Scooch, for reading the book, by the way. He did an amazing job. I really put him through some shitty grammar because he said that it was, it was pretty much unreadable. So I'm going to actually go back and sit down and read it myself and see what my grammar, how bad it really was. So they crash in the Rockies, and it just fast, it fast forwards to eight years later. In the book I wrote, it was from 2009 to 2017, which is eight years. But in the book, I wrote that it was five years. So there was just a lot of, <laughs> of fuck-ups along the way of avionics. Hollywood's really going to have to do some editing and fix it up. But eight years later, he, him and Anthony survived in the wilderness for two weeks, killing rats and an elk with a knife. And they become advocates for sobriety. The main character gets a job working for an airline and then the other dude I think just went back to running the Wall Street operation and they promised never to speak about it again and that was it that was avionics that was a quick just rundown and I'm the points that I think about of did someone actually read the book do you guys think someone at my high school actually read the book because I got an 87 percent you have to do a presentation too. And I just said, yeah, I wrote this book because I'd like to be a pilot and my family has a very inspirational path. And I did talk about the book a little bit. I said, this talks about some pilots who have substance abuse issues and the importance of staying sober when flying planes. And they gave me an 87%. I wish I could go back and watch six months of that process because I don't know how the fuck any of it happened, but it was great. Avionics, a memoir. Go listen if you haven't. It's the last two episodes, episode 25 and 26. So yeah, thank you all for listening. And to pivot, yeah, it's it's a Saturday. It's sunny out. There, I'm going to the beach. I just wanted to check in with you guys and say what's up. My year so far of podcasting has been, it's been a little crazy. I started this adventure in a bedroom. I started this venture in a bedroom and it was, it was tough. It was hard. I didn't realize how hard I thought you just sit down here and just start railing off like you're Theo Vaughn, but no, you can't. It's not that hard. You really have to, you know, once you put that headset on the lights in your face, it changed, but I roughed it out and I had some shitty episodes. Oh my God. Some really shitty episodes to start, but it's the process. And if an episode bombs, it bombs. You just have to try. And that's kind of my point here. There's no excuses anymore. Don't be fucking scared. You know, you're going to start something. You're not going to be Picasso to start. I'm an awful, this, this, this operation, if you could see behind my camera, you'd be like, what the fuck? But I'm making it work. I'm making it work. And you never know where a journey's going to take you. You never know. So those weeks that I spent in my cracker box bedroom, two bedroom apartment, I shared with my sister in South Tampa, just roughing it out. My neighbors are fighting downstairs or fucking. It's one or the other. They were either screaming at each other or you just hear them going, going to town. There's a baby outside crying, running up the stairs. There's Air Force jets flying over. You know, it was, it was not ideal. So far, Bayside Studio is quiet, calm, and much more of what I needed. So just keep going, everyone. Keep Put your dream at the forefront. Let it inspire you. Let it fuel you. And that's exactly what the Bayside Report is for me and what it's all about. I went to the Dominican Republic for a week and 
it was great. We stayed at a resort, you know, it was kind of the tourist, touristy shit. And my sister speaks Spanish and she, you know, she's traveled around Central and South America. So she's a little, you know, street smart about the traveling. And she was, she was roasting us, you know, my friends, obviously they, they've never been to that environment or don't know much Spanish. And I, I don't, I know some, a little bit, but not a lot. So we did the resort. It was like a swinger, a swinger, uh, shit, not a swinger resort. The group we went with, it was through a travel group with a bunch of people from Pittsburgh. We had the whole plane. We had a whole Allegiant Airbus A320 to ourselves. And a lot of the people swung and they wore the upside down pineapple shirts, which I didn't know was a beacon or a calling of swingership. Those people like to swap. And then you could start and see, you could see it as the week went on. You could identify who the swingers were because they'd try and come up to you. But yeah, I mean, that really wasn't a big effect. But me and my two friends from college, we had a fucking blast. Met some interesting people. Made some business deals with Richard on the beach for a little kush. No big deal. Um, Good times, drank. You know, we chased the margaritas with wine, with the red wine. And we had this one. (laughs) So the swingers got a little rowdy. The swingers got rowdy on the booze cruise. It was a Wednesday booze cruise excursion. It was about an hour bus ride away, and there was about 30 of us on it. And, you know, we go, it's great. Everyone drinks, you know, we snorkel, you get off and swim, and then we're coming back, and these people are fucked up. (laughs) So all these, you know, this is the shit I hate about Americans is the lack of cultural awareness or respect. You know, when you're in Dominican Republic, you listen to Dominican music. And that, that's the one thing that, like the resort, you know, they play all this American shit. But it's like, come on, we want to hear, hear the real shit. We want to hear the Dominican music. So the, one of the dudes up front, you know, like some, your typical 45-year-old white guy from, from America wearing his cutoff, like, Red Wings shirt or pirate shirt, whatever. He's yelling at this poor bus driver. He's playing this beautiful Dominican music. We're all vibing in the back, you know, enjoying ourselves. He goes, turn this shit off. Put on the Ameri, put on Leonard Skinner, put on West Virginia, Mountain Mama. I want to hear Mountain Mama, but I'm in the fucking Dominican Republic. So eventually, he gets his way. Now I'm I'm in the I'm fucking pissed. I'm fucking pissed. I'm in the back, and there's a sweet old lady next to me, and I'm I'm firing her up. I'm like, fuck this dude. I'm like, we got, we're going to bury this motherfucker in the sand tonight. How can you disrespect the Dominican culture like this? And she gets up and starts, she stands up and goes, Dominican music, Dominican music, play the Dominican music. This little, you know, smoker, 40 years of cigarettes, five foot one. She was fucking going at him. We all start yelling. We're going to fuck you up. We're going to bury you in the sand tonight. Leonard Skinner's playing. And then this dude has the audacity to go, turn that, turn it up. And then my friend's grandma goes, how about you turn these up with her middle fingers? Oh, it was, it was tremendous. It was an all out bra on the bus, just verbal. And this poor Dominican bus driver had to deal with it. So, you know, the guy was fucked up, whatever, but he apologized. But that, that was just one highlight of the trip. So we, uh, poor bus driver. You know, you can't disrespect. You got to play the Dominican music. Come on, you're in Dominican Republic. That's what it's all about. And then I spent two weeks in Pittsburgh. That was great too. My mom, she's a hairdresser. 
she drank wine one night, got fucked up, and insisted to cut my hair while she was fucked up. And, you know, she kind of fucked up the back a little bit, but it's fine. I love you, Mom. No, no disrespect. No disrespect. At least you tried. Uh, I'll get it cleaned up soon. I, I guess that's really it, guys. I just wanted to check in, talk some shit, uh, talk about avionics. I didn't really, I mean, that was really the whole Dominican experience. Other than that, we just beached and hung out and, you know, you ate the all-inclusive shit and you danced and you degenerated. That's all you really do on an all-inclusive, but it's good to be back. The new studio here in Pinellas County, Florida, the Bayside studio is going to be fucking electric. I'm going to get some nice shit hanging behind me. Obviously, I don't know if I'm, I feel like I'm echoing because there's no fucking furniture in here. I literally, I don't have a couch yet. I just have my bed set up. The studio built and some other shit, but onward and upward, Excelsior. All right, everyone. Happy Saturday. Have a great fucking Saturday, and I'll be back really soon. God bless.